Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today are the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. All right. Yeah. So, uh... We have a couple of interesting movies that we saw recently, and I'm looking forward to getting your take on mm. them today. So, Some I know we kind of talked about them for a long time. Some of them, uh, well, one of them is just batshit crazy, mm. and uh, maybe we'll start with that one first. But um, before mm. we do, um, I don't know what it is, but the you know man's base uh, human nature. You know, running so closely aligned with, you know, animal rage. Um, there's been a lot of lines drawn to primitive man and how we're just, you know, you know, steps away of breaking the social contract and reverting back to barbarism. Um, or, you know, worse yet, um, you know, losing our humanity entirely. And so I, I always appreciate movies that try and entertain that thought process. And so these are um, a, double, a double feature per se. We didn't really plan on it that way. But uh, the first one is... Tanya's Island. Tanya's oh, Island. Yeah. What was... The, so yeah. Now, it is Tanya's Island, is. 1980 Canadian-American fantasy film. And this is a fantasy film stars, starring... Um, Vanity. Who goes by um, the name something. I Winters, think this is probably like D.D. Winters. Or, yeah, know, yeah. D.D. Yeah. Winters uh, is the credit. But um, this was... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. It wasn't... Um, wasn't what I was expecting, number one. But here's the plot. Tanya, a female model, lives with her boyfriend Lobo. Lobo. A surrealist painter who is extremely violent. Now, I didn't see him as extremely violent. I just thought he was an asshole. Um, yeah, I, thought, I just thought he was a dick. Jeez. So, subjected to his constant abuse, which maybe it's more verbal than anything else, uh, Tanya dreams of escaping to a desert island, and her dream comes true. Now, this is the thing. They're fighting, and in an argument, she comes back to his house, and he's like, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm tired of this, and he tries to get rid of her, and next thing I know, they're on a, a desert island. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well, that was fast. I mean, they, just, they went from New York City exactly, to a desert island. appeared on this desert island. Yeah, and then they appeared, and there was no one else on this island, but yet there are structures there, buildings and everything else. And I'm like, well, how long were they on this fucking island before we started seeing them on this island? You know, it's like, it, and he's doing artwork, you know, he's painting and, and, and then, you know. And then the thing is, like, um, all right, this guy's being an asshole, and, but there's no serious, <laughs> like, plotting of why this guy's an asshole. He's just an asshole. Like, there's no... You know what I mean? Like, he just says some stupid shit, and, and there's no story. You know what I mean? So. No, and I think most of this film, people are going to recognize right away that there is no story here. I mean, there's a series of set pieces that take you um, through, and a lot of wonderful... 
Oh, wait. <clears throat> Vanity yeah. was gorgeous. And no matter what anyone can say about, you know, whatever movie she was in or whatever she did, you know, one of my favorites, uh, obviously, The Last Dragon. And I know Purple Rain. Um, people talk oh, about that Vanity. Was, uh, um, actually, that was... And at the time, was she was just... <laughs> oh, Apollonia, right. But right, she, right, right. Uh, it, it my was bad. originally meant for... I, she was a protege uh, of and, Prince, and was, so uh, I'm sorry. I'm confused. She was meant to be in, uh, in uh, Purple Rain, but the, her and Prince had a very stormy relationship, and, uh, and, oh, and so okay. he you know, chose uh, Apollonia instead. So the story goes. And go, go figure that when she died, like she died just a couple of months before he did. Vanity. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, really put yeah, two and two together year. in that, but yeah, that is coincidental. Yeah. Has yeah, it been he, that long? He died, he died a couple of months before David Bowie, or I'm sorry, no, a couple of months after David Bowie. I remember that year, like, it was it was pretty bad, and uh, and then after, also uh, with Bowie, was, uh, what's his name, that actor, um, oh, he played Snape on the Harry Potter movies. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget. Uh, I forget awesome. his name. Uh, I mean, a uh, big uh, fan is a, but I can't remember his name. Sadly, Hans wasn't he Gruber? Hans yes. Gruber? Yes, Hans. Hans Bubby. I'm your white knight. So, yes, <laughs> solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we can go through all that stuff. I think uh, Lemmy from Motorhead died in the end of I 2016 so. as well. So yeah, there was, was quite a few people that that passed away seriously. at the end of that year. So but yeah, so <laughs> we did um, digress. Yeah, it, it, Tanya has these dreams of independence, and part of this uh, issue is that she uh, feels like um, she is being controlled or she's at the mercy of his whims is what I, I is how i took it because she doesn't seem to have she wanted to escape to a desert island they go to this desert island and be careful what you wish for because now you're there and there's no buffer you know so she's feeling a sense of disconnectedness she feels alone because she realizes that hey maybe lobo isn't all I brought him up to be, you know, he's, he's a uh, self-absorbed, self-centered. Yes. He claims that he loves her, but it's this kind of dis disaffected, you know, um, emotionless kind of, I don't know. Yeah. They just did. Yeah. He's right. He's emotionally bereft. I don't think he really can connect with, with her as a, as a, her own individual. Mm. Um, and I think we're, we're kind of laying into this plot more than anything else, but you know that's that's the way with when you're you know you're dealing with a, an it oddball is. script. In <laughs> it's it, he's a, the character of Lobo is a surrealist painter, but I think Al, um, the director Alfred Soleil, I think is probably his name. I don't. Remember. Um, I, I think he is also a surrealist painter in terms of um, creating these set pieces um, and this environment on this island. He it's it, it is a very surrealist type of film. It's not. Um, you're not watching a movie in terms of, of linear storytelling, um, yeah. directing. Yeah, this is not a, a linear tale. Um, and like I said, you know, you're, you're suddenly they're on an island and um, she is just, you know, searching the island by herself one day and comes across a beast and he's uh, basically a man. Yeah, created and, by. And just. Uh, it was a. It was yeah, uh, uh, Rob Bottin and um, 
Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, Rick Baker, too. Yeah. Yeah, and the act- actually the ape suit it's isn't half bad considering the budget that they had to work with. I, I mean, was, I was impressed. I, I, I like everything it. <laughs> else with the movie, you know, was you know pretty like the 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 dialogue. Of course, I'm I'm a stickler for dialogue, and it was like really basic, you know. Uh, and, and oh yeah, well, I mean, you have to consider what you what they were right. you know, focused on. I don't think it was, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but that uh, yeah, that costume was actually yes. We're talking about uh, what looked like a pretty limited budget, and this was also a, a, quite a while ago, it was the early eighties, and uh, and the costume was yeah. pretty damn good, you know, with the the facial expressions and stuff, uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Baker was always interested in doing like apes. He's always that's his thing, and and uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty damn good costume. You know, it's all all focused on the face. I think so much. too. Yeah, yeah. The the face was expressive, and I liked the fact um, uh, how they were playing how the interaction between Tanya and Blue wasn't one initially that was sexual in nature. I, I think for you know on the on the the, the man ape side, she names yeah. him Blue, gives him a name and a personality, although, and suddenly Lobo the is poster, jealous. I mean, and, the poster uh, has you know the the ape groping her, like you know it's just like okay. Oh, I see a different oh, yeah. poster for no, it. I, you'd one. have to, I'd have to do a search yeah. for it. The other one is her standing between mm. two palm trees with the shadow of a of a, a gorilla face. Yeah, no, behind there her. there were a couple of, or I don't know if it was a poster. Maybe it was like some kind of, uh, you know, whatever photo. And the ape is like got yeah. his hand right on her, you know, boob, and it's like, okay, this is a little, yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, if anyone can turn a a gibbering man ape into a um a human Indeed. lusting sex machine, vanity. it would be uh the lovely vanity because she was yes. a beautiful woman. Um she had right. sex appeal. Um and I think you know, obviously she's um she's the foil here um coming in between um you know, the um civilizing of this creature this wild creature blue as this man ape is known as and then we see the devolution of lobo who uh you know slowly uh it's almost like he internalizes her attraction to this man ape and so for him to be more appealing to her he has to devolve into into a man ape himself that's deep that's deep man and but but I think that's yeah, where they were I going for, so. right? I mean, yeah, he loses his humanity in this quest to to obtain his quote property. She's mine, you know. You can't have her, and that right. type of thing. And he's arguing with an ape who really, you know, you can't rationalize with a wild animal unless you yourself are a wild animal, and then you can speak in terms of chest mm. pounding and, um, you know, grabbing your property and t- and keeping her in a cage as he tries to do. Um, you know, throughout this, the, I guess the second half of this movie, um, and it slowly gets worse and worse. And then she's torn, and to the point where Blue is able to rip her from the prison that Lobo put her in, and he has his way with her. He ends up having sex with her. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that was kind of disturbing. It, it was because obviously even at that at some point in this Lobo rapes right. her as well. 
And he, it's like he takes his property, and that's what it right, came across right. as. And it was all, it was pretty disturbing to the point where I was like, you know, I felt badly for Vanity's character because she, she has all the power in this, in this movie and she, um, is subsumed by these feral creatures, man and beast. Yep. And, uh. At the end right. of this movie, and again, we always talk about spoilers. I don't, uh, we're not averse to saying what happened. So again, stop it if you don't want to hear this. But you know, what really pisses me off is the conceit of the, was this a dream? She wakes up from it. She's in her apartment in New York City again. She comes off the off the the, the mattress, and you know, she, you realize, oh shit, this was just her as escaping. Uh, in in a, a fantasy world, um, but then you know, then she uncovers, like moves her blouse, and you see scratch marks on her chest. So, you know, was it real or not? I mean, I think I think it wasn't, and it was just a dream that she had. But I do think that it shows you, um, you know, her uh, inability to get away from a negative situation. And Lobo, those scratch marks are from Lobo, and that he, in fact, is an abusive boyfriend. Right? Yeah. That that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, you definitely gave okay. it to you know. Um, you looked into it a lot more than I did, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's because I'm fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> it's all good. We still love you, man. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Man. I, I mean, yeah. The whole movie. I mean, she's running around, you know, <laughs> naked and stuff, and I'm just sitting there, like, you know. I know. And I had to get like a bootleg version, and and it was like super low res, but still, it still shows. Through. Oh man. Well, you know what? I don't feel so bad. I bought. I the, know. The dvd off of amazon it was like eight bucks you know free you know prime shipping or whatever but i don't know if this is a movie i'll ever watch again i might just put it on you know just for the hell of it just, just to watch, watch it again <clears throat> but i want to yeah i mean this is not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination and it was a vhs rip because i could see the uh tracking at the bottom of the uh of the oh, picture wow. the entire time and uh, so, yeah, it's a VHS rip that I got, and it wasn't very good. That's but, what, um, like, that's the version that I saw, because I ended up uh, seeing one that they had on, on YouTube, and it was also the same one. It also had the track on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. I was like, oh, my God, they couldn't clean this up before oh, the transfer or something. <laughs> you know, it was really just bad. Um, good. The good parts of this movie are again the Rick Baker, Rob Bottin makeup. You ne you can never go wrong with either one of those guys if they're in charge of your visual effects. I mean, Rick Baker has won Academy Awards, and um, Rob Bottin. Everyone knows him from his work in The Thing, and uh, you know John Carpenter's The Thing. That is, in case you just don't understand if what I mean don't, by The Thing. Um, Rob Bottin is awesome. Right. He, uh, yeah, you will be in big trouble. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the makeup effects, especially for, in, you know, this low-budget indie uh, movie, this movie is, is boring and at times just really, I, I found myself kind of, you know, surfing on my phone yeah, in between exactly. <laughs> scenes, you know, I'm like, and I found myself going on to IMDB to check out, you know, hey, you know, who, who was involved in the making of this movie, just to try and get a little bit more of a, a better understanding of it. And, and I don't hate it, but if I'm going to rate this film, 
I'm going to give it a two and a half two, out, of, two and a half out of five. Apes. Two and a half, eight, two and a half bunches of bananas. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and it's funny that we mention it because Lobo, as he's devolving, yeah, he's yeah, eating bananas yeah. and he's doing it in such a passive aggressive way because he's pissed off at Tanya, but he doesn't know how to communicate his anger or his or his frustration. And so he's like anger. He's like angrily eating yeah. bananas, which came across as as comical. I was actually um, I was entertained by it because it was it was pretty humorous seeing that type of interaction. I, I, you know, like I said, I didn't hate the movie. I, I wanted to give it uh, a little bit more, um, you know, of a uh, of an of a read before I actually just mm. turned around and panned it. But you know, it's it's a tough call because you know you're you're watching this kind of film where you know it's not. I don't think it's meant to be to be viewed at um, in the same manner that you're going to look at steel magnolias. You know. <laughs> yeah, steel magnolias with, a, <laughs> with an ape, uh, with an ape named Blue, which is uh, not a, not I such a bad so, idea. Man. I like I to see so that. Too. So, what do, what's your take, Omar? What are you what are you giving? Uh, How many gonna, bananas? I'm gonna give it two bananas. One banana, two banana, nice. three banana, four. Uh, yeah, two bananas. All right. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, you can't yeah, really say much yeah, more about this. I think this. it was just um, worth it, maybe just for the for the nudity alone. That's all, you know. I'm being a total perv. Oh my god, yeah, she, was she was so was pretty. She really, she really was, sad. and it's un- it's yeah. understandable because she yeah, was just great to watch. Really. Um, in in this film, she is she's got yes. some gravitas, and I'm not just talking because she's nude, but she has um a charisma about her whenever she was in a in a movie or anything that she did um she was very charismatic so she was you know fun to watch um so the second movie that we review or we're about to review is a newer film actually this Which one I'd never um, heard of before until you came told out. me about it yeah, you know, it's funny because my brother and I were talking and he was like, oh, I saw this movie, Primal Rage. You have to check this out. I'm like, oh, is this it? And he's like, yeah, that's I was like the legend of Conga. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I It was only Primal Rage on, on my, um, you know, when I saw it. I think I saw it on Amazon Yeah, why Prime. the heck did they add that, uh, the legend of Conga? I have no idea, which it's odd because it's it's on IMDb. It's the yeah. legend of Conga. And then... Um, which is kind of off-putting because it kind of puts you in the mindset of dealing with like a exactly. King Kong or, spin-off. Or some, yeah, so, something <clears throat> from, you know, the island, you know, whatever, you know, because we automatically assume that. But it's actually mm-hmm. another ape creature. Right. It's more Bigfoot, aligned exactly. with Bigfoot. And so, lost deep in the forest of the Pacific Northwest, Ashley and Max Carr are stalked by a terrifying creature that might be Bigfoot. Soon they find themselves embroiled in a strange land of Native American myth and legend turned real, hopelessly trying to survive with a handful of unsavory locals. They must fight back against the monster, this monster in a desperate battle of life or death. So, excuse me, that's the storyline there. It is um i don't know i think i like this movie more than you did uh, mm, just going by the, the just the, the basic <laughs> comments the text yeah you sent me a text message and i'm like oh uh, man all right well i i enjoyed it i know you are a stickler for mm. dialogue but here's my take if there's a movie i don't i'm not i'm not saying forgive 
um, a movie for crappy dialogue if it's really crappy. But if it's um, the dialogue is is not really meant to further the story. It's really the actions of the characters that I was taking as more of um, you know driving the story. When the when the husband and wife apparently they were both messed up on drugs, they have a kid together. He went to prison for whatever the um, I guess he was driving while under the influence and killed someone. I think so. And so he went to prison. Now he's out and he's clean and sober, and they're trying to get their life life back together. She picks him up from prison, and they're going home, and you know, wackiness ensues. So they have unsavory locals, and these are just hunters. At first, I was like, these hunters, are they're onto something. These hunters are out in the woods because they know about these, about this, um, what do you call it? The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the creature, you know, the, 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 and that's why I thought they were there. And, like, they were, they were being assholes about it. But, no, they were just fucking assholes. They were just rednecks who wanted to terrorize this young couple and treat them like assholes. Like, and they, for some reason, I guess they knew that he was, that he had just gotten out of prison. Uh, you can't tell me that none of those hillbillies has that's ever been to prison. Exactly those guys look shady as what fuck. what I was thinking, man. That's exactly Okay, so I'm like, <laughs> none of these guys ever went to jail. None of these guys ever, you know, ever did anything wrong. And then suddenly, you know, you know they, they, they have to um, shit all over this guy who made a mistake and now is trying to you know get his life back together their um sexist comments and rude lascivious behavior towards his you know this guy's wife and then um, they came across uh, as uh, originally they're very threatening i was like all right you know there's an element of danger but then the story keeps progressing and then they go to some other you know they go to the sheriff uh you know trying to figure things out then they go back to these guys again, and they're play, put, saying the same things. Then they go back to the sheriff again, and then they come back, and these yep. guys, are, it got so repetitive, so, <clears throat> and I was like, all right, move the story forward. <laughs> yes, that's that was my gripe with it. And the fact that they jumped from scene to scene, like you see the police officer knows that there's something going on. So there's a sheriff involved in finding out what's going on, that there was something happening within the town. And then he thinks his deputy thinks that it's, um, uh, you know, the native, native Americans know this as Oma or something to that effect. It's, um, yeah. So, Oh, Oh, Omar. So not Omar, but Omar. That's, uh, that's a fair, anyway, so, but you're right. There there was, there I wish there was more cohesive storytelling in this movie and they bounced around um, and then they, the sheriff, at one point, she get, the wife gets captured, the husband is left for dead by this creature. All of these hillbilly hunters um, are completely, they're just, they're just eradicated by one of these. Um, the one creature. You know, and, by and this big What bothers me. Yeah, and they got rifles, yeah. shotguns, and everything else, and they can't seem to hit the the broad broadside of then, a barn. You know what kills me is like it happened all so quickly. Like all that time that they were sitting there harassing the main character and his and his wife, or the her, or the main character and her husband, um, they could have been picked right. off. You know what I mean? Like in a slower kind of you know pushing. <clears throat> pushing the story and escalating it. But no, it just so happened so quickly right. 
crunched together at one point. I was just like, the pacing is so off with this movie. Yeah. And that was what was bothering me about it as well. She is captured after all of these hunters are, are killed. Um, one of the, the main hunter, the older uh, hunter, who was kind of the ringleader, he is brought back and turned into, you know, Hunter mm. Stew. And the ape creature, this Bigfoot, again, instead of um, looking to kill this woman, I, you get the impression that he wants to make turn her into his yeah. mate. Yeah. There was one point where I was under the impression that she was being raped, and I don't know if that's what happened. Yeah, uh, I thought so too, and then it just it seemed like he was just you know like groping on her or whatever. Like he he didn't really have sex with her, but he was kind of like he was dominating her, and and you know that was his way of saying that you know now yeah, you're mom. Yeah, that yeah that that made um, me it made me more uncomfortable than than uh, Tanya's Island because I don't know because I guess with this movie it's got more um, advanced cameras and stuff like that where it was more graphic you know with the lighting and stuff you know tiniest island was just so simple you know that when this happened i was like ooh, that that just did not sit well with me well when i and then it switches over so then it goes back to the sheriff and his deputy and they're in the sweat lodge and they're talking to the local natives because they want to try and find out how to get how to find this omar and then there's this witch yeah. that appears, um, this Native American shaman or this uh, this witch, and she's gonna try and help. Um, but I, 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 you never really find out how the sheriff finds the husband. Yeah, I, uh, you know, how does Max Carr get get there? Like, how does the sheriff find him? It just um, lost me. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, like there was, it took it. There's a lot of gaps in the story to the point where you know the end of the movie um it just it just seemed like you know they just had to rush to uh, to cobble together the the thought process of how are we going to get the the sheriff and this guy Max Carr together to try and defeat this creature and and have Max save his yep, wife right and the thing is with this movie is it looked like it had a budget like as far as like you know lighting and yeah. things like that and um it, you know the the camera equipment looks like it, it it was pretty you know high quality stuff the makeup for the uh prosthetics for the creature again uh was really mm-hmm. good it was you know uh, a more advanced version i guess you could say of the creature on on in tanya's island um you know an ape-like creature right. and 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 all that like you could tell there was money spent but if you don't have a solid script, all that money, all the lights, all whatever, is it's not going to do you a damn good mm-hmm. thing if the script is crap. And yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> well, there are great things about this movie, though. So the script, you know, the you know maybe some of the acting is a little bit you know less than what you would expect. Um, it wasn't a big budget. This is a the four hundred thousand oh, really? dollar budget. This movie. Was I, I gotta done give him on, credit. Yeah. It looked. So, it looked. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it good. good. I mean. Yeah. So. It's not original. We've seen this formula before, but they mix Bigfoot, and at the end, it almost becomes Predator. So they did some things right here. 
at the end um you know there's very little to to any cgi and there's a lot of good special effects here it's very gory and the gore effects are fucking brutal so i like the good old-fashioned special effects on this which is it's nice to get that kind of you know that to see that conceit where they're going to do this the old-fashioned way um it's not you're not necessarily in this for the, for the acting so much as the action, and that's really where this movie I think you know shined. I I liked, I liked the action, I like Bigfoot movies. These are these are Bigfoot creatures. That this is not Harry and the Hendersons Bigfoot. You know this Bigfoot type creature is brutal. You know you're in his woods and he's brutal, and then at the end. You know, it takes it takes the sheriff and this guy Max to to fight this creature. He he rescues his wife. She's able to escape to safety, and he's killed by this. Um, well, he kills the creature. Uh, the sheriff is killed by the creature. Um, and you know, at the at the very end, you think that Max is going to survive, and then he's just peppered with arrows. And you're like, right. what the hell? You know, these this Bigfoot's already dead. And then the big reveal. As you know, out of the woods, you see it's almost like the second Predator movie where you know they they're coming out of the they're in the ship and they're and there's mm. a bunch of Predator uh, creatures, and that's the kind of thing I got. But they kill him at the end. They're not he doesn't get rewarded I, for for bravery and being a right. great warrior. He's killed by and, by the rest of these also, creatures. Go back to Harry and the Hendersons is at the end of Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> he he goes away, you know, he, he heads off, and then you see all these other uh, Sasquatches or Bigfoots or whatever <laughs> right, appear, right. There's, you know, all behind trees and, and stuff like that, so that mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah. Which happens here, and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, the these creatures, <laughs> and it lends itself to... Um, I don't I, look. It's not a perfect movie. There are things about it, but you know, it's, it's shot on less than half a million dollar budget. Um, it looks good. I like. I like um, a lot technical, of the um, right. the, the set pieces. Aspects, you know, the the yeah, the, the, yeah. the the gags. Yeah, I think I think it was really done decently. I think it suffers in in how it tells the story. You know, like you said, it's some of the dialogue is really on the nose and. Um, and uh, you know the acting is not necessarily I think, the best. Like for for me, the, the acting I like, was I, good. It's just that they were working off such a poor script. And I and I'm always of right, the opinion I can that, see that like if you're gonna do something like that, you know, where indeed you have the action as moving the story forward, whatever, then keep the dialogue at an absolute mm-hmm. minimum. You know, uh, don't don't have the character right. speak that much, uh, and and you'll end up with with more of a story. Because this, I mean, there were parts where it just dragged on for me. I was just like, come on, come it on, did. let's, you know, let's get this going. Uh, uh, where they lost me again was in the, in the, um, in the scenes between when the, when the wife is captured and taken by the Bigfoot and then how Max meets up with the sheriff. Now, if they would have made it obvious that the sheriff is led to Max's location, um, through the help of that shaman or that witch, that that Native American witch, um, it would have made things a little bit, a little bit, you know, easier mm-hmm. to digest. Okay, he he found him. He took her, him back to the witch. The witch helps him get, um, you know, heal him, and then they go out together to attack mm-hmm. the the creature. So I'm like, 
there were like little things that they addressed that I did like when they were like, oh, well, you have, um, you know, the, all of these things, your clothing and everything else. And you know, we can't, the, this creature will sniff you out. He, he can, right. you know, the smell you coming like a mile that, away. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, then they're going to, if they're going to smell you from the gunpowder, aren't they going to smell you from just having, you know, just being a human and having regular clothes? <laughs> and then he addressed, he's like, no, we're going to cover yourself in all of the, you know, with this stuff, with this, whatever it is. And so this way you're going, you know, so they won't smell you coming. So I'm like, oh, okay, good. So there were little things that I was like, well, they're setting this up. It doesn't make any sense. And then right, they corrected right, it. You right. know? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Give them all right. So, that. you know, it's not, it's not a hundred percent bad. I think this movie does redeem itself in terms of creature. So if you like Bigfoot type movies, if you like movies that are, you know, that um, have some decent action and they have good creature effects and gore effects, then this is the movie you should watch. I like a good monster movie. I like seeing good creature effects. And like I said, I mean, this, there were some scenes of like, oh my God, like you had to pull away. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, cringeworthy because yeah. some of them are yeah, really yeah. nasty. Of the gore was like, like yeah. that, what he does to that guy's oh, yeah, jaw. yeah. Is horrific. That reminds me of. Um, I think they kind of did it better in that one movie. Um, oh man, it, it was a slasher film that came out a couple of years ago. Um, Terrifier no, or whatever. It is. Um, but did the same thing with this lady, and he f- split mm-hmm. her whole head open from her mouth, and then you see her tongue oh, flicking man. around. Oh, I'm surprised you have. Uh, yeah. uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. He had he had. Try an to remember axe, the name like of it. He was mm-hmm. always carrying an axe, and he was kind of this deformed dude, and but like super muscular. Hatchet. Hatchet? There you go. The first yeah. one. The first one. Okay. Yeah, I, which, I, I, yeah, I which have those. Actually. those I actually should have. Uh, th- that should have been one of my choices for slasher films. That was actually pretty fun. I, I like that first one. Yeah, yeah well, we could yeah, always yeah. review it again. <laughs> I'll I'll watch them. I think I own all like three of them. Or whatever. Yeah, I've only seen now. the first one, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that was yeah. actually pretty uh, pretty enjoyable. I forget yeah. how I got them free or whatever, but I sometimes you know I used to go to those horror conventions or you know the Mm. hudson horror show which you know has they haven't had anything and obviously covid whatever um but yeah they uh i actually won a bunch of deep free movies yeah so so yeah Mm -hmm. anyway so this movie i'm gonna rate a little bit higher than tanya's island for me because i like Mm. the action i like the gore and the monster the creatures i like the fact at the end of this movie it's not over the guy doesn't Mm. win you know, he gets his comeuppance. You attack our creatures. Well, you know, you're you're still in our world, and there's more than one. And so these creatures come out of the literally the woods, um, and they reveal themselves. They kill everybody, basically. No one survives this movie right. except for the right. wife. And you know, you don't know what happens to her except that you know you assume mm. that she lives. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. Yeah, three. Uh three arrows maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> i you know what man i i'm mean, gonna have to give it two also um yeah, yeah that like for me 
um, because the dialogue was so bad, it took me out of the movie, and I hate being taken out of a movie, like where I'm just sitting there and, and you know trying to enjoy it, and the dialogue is so bad that it just like it, it makes me cringe. You know, it's a cringeworthy dialogue. Yeah, and I hear it was you. just so heavy-handed that I was just like, uh, this is just you know, it just undermined the whole story for me. And the pacing, again, the pacing was okay. so off that I was like, I can't with this. Yeah, yeah. especially in the um. When at the you know, the end of the second and going into the third act, it was it was really you know convoluted the storytelling, bouncing back and forth between mm-hmm. the scenes and you know. Um, but like I said, you're in it for the action, you're in it for the monster and gore effects. You won't be mm-hmm. disappointed with it. Um, and that's, that's it. All that's all got. I got. That's all she wrote. That's all we got. So uh, yeah, man, we re- two uh, different in in tone and um, <laughs> in everything <laughs> and in pacing, but but <laughs> two completely different films, but dealing with you know primal instincts, dealing with um, you know ape creatures um, and uh, man's inhumanity yes. to man. So. Uh, too, too definitely off the rails, batshit crazy, uh, and you might enjoy them. So go check them out. Tanya's Island and Primal Rage. That's right, folks. Nah. Go, yep. go apeshit over So, uh, movies. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you like it. We hope you like listening to this. Uh, we have fun all the time recording this stuff and talking about what movies we're going to do next. Um, if you guys happen to be on our Instagram, you know, message oh, give us, us some ideas. If there's something yeah, for movies, definitely. Yeah, give us some ideas. What are you watching right now? What are you getting into? Um, you know, there's uh, there's TV shows and uh, Netflix originals and whatever. You know, horror comedies or whatever. I'm I'm watching um, Santa Clarita Diet. And I'm more of a Timothy mm. Oliphant um, fan. I, I I love the guy no matter what he does. He's actually Mandalorian. He's actually really yeah. funny in this. And Drew Barrymore is great, but the whole cast is really it's funny and it's entertaining. I mean, it, it's gory too, and it, and I, I like the way they I like the way they did it. It's too bad that there's only three seasons. So I'm I'm like uh, almost in the middle of season three uh, now. So yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I gotta. I'll have to check it out. There's just so many things that I've got to watch. <laughs> There's just too there many really things are. to watch. <laughs> that's where it's like yeah, trying to filter nuts. out the stuff that's really not that great, you know? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that, too. All right. Folks. All right, guys. Omar, As it's always, always fun. I'm looking forward to the next one. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace I hope out, you guys have folks. a great day.